0: god said i need somebody willing to get up before dawn milk cows work all day in the fields milk cows again eat supper then go to town and stay past
1: midnight at a meeting of the school board so god made a farmer my administration will be focused on three very important words jobs jobs jobs
0: this man must be a minister a social worker a diplomat a tough guy and a gentle man and of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family
2: And that's right My name is Scott Adams You're listening to the Scott Adams Show I'm joined by Leonora Kavoda Hello, Leonora
3: Good morning, Scott
2: So, thank God it's Friday We made it through our first week back We
3: did, indeed My
2: goodness You know, and I didn't even fall down once
3: Well, that's a good thing
2: And yet you're still here to protect me <laughs> Now, we love having you on <laughs> But in part, uh, Leonora is, is has been very supportive Through this whole recovery of mine Yeah and uh, we made it through our first week. That's that's really really great. You know, the news that we've been um, studying. You know, since we've been back, because when I was away and I was in deep pain and on drugs and all kinds of stuff. You know, uh, surgery and whatnot. I was fighting for my life. I uh, wasn't paying so close attention to the politics, but man, it's bad. Biden is just an unbelievable scumbag. Like he's he is out to lunch. It's like you woke up to the from a people. dream
3: and, it, and it's still that nightmare that you yeah. left before
2: you went to sleep. <laughs> Yet I still talk to Democrats that like, yeah, he's still our guy. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't even understand. These were normal people pre-Trump. But ever since Trump happened, you know, they have just, you know, you look at what's happening with Rittenhouse. I mean, this poor kid, 14-year-old kid, and they're trying to say that his... Him crying up on the stand—it was an acting job.
3: Yeah, they're saying he's an actor. <laughs> I
2: mean, I, I mean th- this is uh, this is unbelievably standing up for himself and what he stood for. I got sucked into it. I'll be honest. I was watching the uh, the thing on YouTube live. Now that and YouTube, we're going to talk about YouTube censoring the dislikes because. The dislikes associated with Biden and Kamala uh, are through the roof, right? They get more dislikes than likes, yet they got 81 million votes. Yeah. Everybody knows that there was a fraud committed in the 2020 election. Everybody knows that Trump is truly our president. He's going to have a, th- a third term because he's already made political sway in the political sphere, in mm-hmm. the public uh, spotlight. And we're going to play um, a statement that Donald Trump made just a couple of days ago uh, at the I um, what was it? It was the uh, National Republican um, uh, National Republican Committee, uh, and we're going to play that. But the Biden administration now also is going after going after parents. Remember how they went after um, Trump. Uh, enthusiasts who showed up at the Capitol and did nothing wrong, really. Some of them did got involved, but it was, I think, an in, in, infiltration by the FBI. And yet they're still rotting in jail. We heard that from Marjorie Taylor Greene yesterday. But now they're going after the the, the parents that are showing up at say Loudoun <laughs> County and elsewhere. Yeah. You know, basically fighting for their children's uh, you know, lives as well, whether it be masks mandates, uh, which are ridiculous, or whether it be um, these vaccine mandates where children don't need them. Without them being tested, how is this going to in- impact their reproductive uh, abilities uh, as they get older? Uh, some of these kids are getting full shots and not half shots like they're supposed to.
3: Well, you have to look at the dosage of these things. You have to think about the weight of the child. You have to think about the fact that the child is still physically developing. There are so many things that well, like, have been untested.
2: You know, a few years back you were, you were getting a colonoscopy. Yeah. yeah, And
3: unfortunately I got one coming up. Yeah, I'm so excited, yeah. but no, but, but I, you,
2: you're, yeah. you're 95 pounds yeah, and yet they want you to take the same amount of laxative, uh, prior to your, your treatment. Um, As, say, a 285-pound man. Well,
3: I called up... Well, (laughs) you're 95 pounds. Well, I called up the night because my mother and her infinite wisdom said, why don't you just call and talk to the doctor and doctor on call because maybe this is just developed for an average-sized person. You know what they said to me? This is do the best you can. But then after I said that, other people start saying, you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe there's something to this uh, one-size-does-not-fit-all theory. (laughs) Right, right.
2: Yeah, that's true. But... um, you know, so this whole thing about Rittenhouse is big in the news, too. Yeah. And um, it's amazing how the media is going after this 14-year-old kid. I don't understand it. You know, why are they crucifying this kid? Well, I, I do understand it. It's for political expedience. It's for political purposes. They want to win so bad. They don't even care what the ramifications are to this young man. They They want to win so bad. They don't care. About the people rotting in jail. At the same time, you know, they're letting all these illegals through our borders, no matter what crimes they committed, and they're just turning a blind eye to that. And these people are getting shipped to places, battleground states like Florida. It does not make any sense. So we have a lot of things to complain about, but we are winning these arguments. We are winning these, these debates, despite the fact that. You know, I was looking for an article um, uh, based on Jim Jordan. He was basically talking about the Build Back Better plan and how it's a big, huge fraud against America. And there was a video clip that I saw on TV that I wanted to find for the show. And I was looking on Twitter, and Twitter's just overwhelmingly now left wing. Yeah. Like, because they've fired so many. You know, Emeril Robinson comes to mind as the most recent. Uh, one that I followed and loved her tweets, and she was an influencer. She was also a White House correspondent. you know. But they've gotten rid of Gateway Pundit's Twitter feed. They've gotten rid of uh, President Donald Trump. But yet they lead the Taliban. You know, It doesn't make any sense, uh, except for if you're liberal, you get a, to keep your account. And if you're not, uh, it doesn't matter if you're a murderer or not. It doesn't matter if you're a terrorist group like the Taliban or not. You get to keep your Twitter account so long as you see eye to eye with the left wing, and the left wing right now is in line with terrorists. Take Black Lives Matter for example. What's happening in New York City? Now you know what's going on. Eric Adams is the uh,
3: the new mayor.
0: The
2: new mayor.
3: And and I know it's difficult for you to remember the last name, but try.
2: Adams, (laughs) right? No, but here's the deal. The deal here is. Is that Black Lives Matter thugs? Black Lives Matter thugs are basically threatening the new mayor because he wants to put undercover police out there, right? Yeah. But the idea behind all this is 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 that they want to catch the crime, criminals yeah. that, that are gangbangers and with guns. You know, there's stabbings in the street. You know, and these undercover police officers can see. What's going to happen before it happens? Because they can embed themselves undercover. And Black Lives Matter says, if you're going to do that, we're going to burn the house down.
3: Well, and you know why they're, co- they're coming after him, because they just don't agree with his policies. And, you know, I, I'm liking this new mayor a lot. I mean, I, uh, he, his, the other thing he started doing was something with the nightlife. He's going around to a different restaurant, like frequently each week, and to, just to promote supporting nightlife and supporting the economy in New yeah, York City. No,
2: so far he's taking the right approach, and he— this, this is a guy that really was, you know, radically left. So I'm holding my breath until we start to see, you know, his true colors appear. But for right now, I think he's doing uh, a great job, relatively speaking. Yeah. You know, he's not doing a Donald Trump job, um, but he's not he's not conservative. He's a liberal. Yeah. Very hard, hard and, wing, and he
3: isn't, and he's an, an African American, you know. Right.
2: So, well, well, that has nothing to do. with well,
3: it. Well, no, but but the point I'm saying though is if the Black Lives Matter people attack him, you know, that, that's, oh, okay, that, that makes content. it a little bit more difficult for them. <laughs> yeah. No, no,
2: but you know, the reason why I bring up the Black Lives Matter, Sugary, is because when you walk to a quaint little town like in Arlington called Sherlington, and you say, "Hey, I want to go to the library." You go over to this quaint little library. It looks like Mayberry, this place. Right. You know, it's really a cute town. Sherlington. Love that town. Love that restaurant. And you see Black Lives Matter painted all over, like posted, plastered all over the windows with these, you know, printouts. Black Lives Matter in the... uh, Pages, you know, you know, plastered across the windows.
3: I saw the same thing in Alexandria on a church. When I was yeah. looking around for a church, I'm like,
2: well, I guess like, I'm okay, not going
3: to that church.
2: So you stand for a group that basically gets PO'd and, and decides they're going to burn the building down, and there will be bloodshed if you put undercover cops in our city to try to prevent crime and lower the murder rate in New York City. That's that's the. That's the organization you stand for. The mayor, Mayor Muriel Bowser from D.C. basically puts up a plaza on behalf of their name. Mayor de Blasio would put up Black Lives Matter and paint it down Fifth Avenue, lowering the rents of uh, and and building um, net values of, of each and every building because the Black Lives Matter Marxist group is painted down your street politicizing every step of the way. And the NBA is just as guilty. The NBA is truly guilty of this. They paint Black Lives Matter down every floorboard in every NBA arena, catering to the Marxist group that bows to China. And now we have this new upstart, this new basketball player who basically is not that great. He's sort of like the Kaepernick of you know basketball. He's on the bench, but he's making a stink now, and he wears these tennis, these sneakers, these shoes that basically say um, <coughs> that basically have blood on them, and and it's shame on the NBA and shame on Nike for for bowing down to China because you want Chinese dollars. Nike wants that Chinese business. Everybody in China wants to wear Nike sneakers. Nike loves it. Nike also loves the slave labor that they get in exchange. And they sell what costs them about $12 in a shoe. They sell to Americans, mostly impoverished Americans, for about 120 bucks a pop. They spend their last dollar on a sneaker. That's not wise. But sometimes, you know, when you're poor... There's this one nice golden nugget that you want and it makes you feel good and you buy it. It's, it's dumb. We all know that. But they do it. You know, someone wants to put some bling on or something. It's a misguided values and it's a lack of leadership in those communities that prioritize material things in such that way. You know, where they're missing God in their lives. They're missing that uh, Bible community. They're missing that town Community, they're missing the, the the idea and the notion that the church could be the centerpiece of of your community. They don't live in cities and they don't live in structures like that, and it's a shame because <clears throat> towns that that have that do so much better. The people do so much better, and we see that it's it's just obvious. You know, the crime is down, the way of life is is better. You know, trust thy neighbor is a real thing. But in any case, you know, there's so much to this because it's a cultural thing as well.
3: Can I make one more comment about Eric Adams, which I was not aware of because I wasn't as up to speed about him. Do you know he is a former police officer?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: And also he grew up and, and similar to Ben Carson. He was, you know, probably on a path to no good, and a pastor intervened, and et cetera, and that turned his life around. See, you know, I God mean, God and
2: religion yeah. have done that to so many people. Yeah. And you know, the thing about it is, too, with religion, is that you know the police can't be everywhere; they can't. And you know, if you're thinking about committing suicide or you're thinking about robbing a store, and you have a conscience and you have God in your life it's going to basically uh tell you uh when there's nobody else around it's going to give you that conscience it's going to say don't do that yeah don't do that and and basically i think that was uh you know that's one of the things that's so that's so valuable about having that in your life um but there's more than that. That's just uh you know.
3: No, of course, you know. We're
2: not gonna. We're not doing a Bible study here. No, but, we're not doing yeah. a
3: Bible study. But I think there is something important about, about about having the right community connections that get people on better paths.
2: Absolutely. So Buck, Buck Sexton wrote this. He says it's stunning that there are so many people walking around with cloth masks on, <clears throat> as though it will protect anyone from COVID. We're in an error of iPhones and SpaceX, but millions still obey mask superstition like medieval peasants terrified of the number 13. At the same time, though, you have the uh, person in charge, Joe Biden, right now, because he rigged an election, and um, or he, he benefited from a rigged election because he didn't rig it. He's too stupid to rig it. Um, but Joe Biden was the benefactor of it, because he's Obama's puppet. You know, you look at Netflix right now and Netflix is Obama's puppet. How did Obama get so strong?
3: Well we've been we were watching this series and it dawned on us that every character in um in the particular almost every it was relationship a mixed race character mixed like race obama kid. is a mixed race and then, person and there was and there was even one there was even one couple that was a, a a homosexual couple and they were a sympathetic couple but but it was mixed race too one like, was a
2: handicapped blind yeah and the, uh, the then there was a black person and a white person
3: yeah and, and, they and they were both homosexuals but but the but the point is you have to check every box with every character every,
2: every single series is doing this yeah every box is always checked
3: yeah, and it's, it's and it and it's becoming sort of like not. I got laughed at once by a when I worked at Chase <laughs> years ago when I had to put a, a graphic in a presentation, and I, it had and I had a picture of a bunch of people, um, you get kid, uh, people eating pizza, and I was like, "Why is she laughing?" She saw, she goes, "I'm just," and and, and she was African American, the uh, head of my group. She goes, uh, uh, she goes, Lee, I'm just looking at your. Uh, politically correct image that everybody sitting around eating pizza you know it was like the united nations you know it was like you you had to have every group represented god forbid you offend somebody if they're not in the photo <laughs> you know
2: right right well Cambry writes biden unvaccinated people are killing everyone that's what biden says yeah. unvaccinated people are killing everyone and america they're saying then why then why are you transporting and sneaking unvaccinated illegals to our hometowns in the middle of the night you know i mean what if you why how in the world can you take a vaccine mandate so seriously when at the same time they're importing hundreds of thousands of people unvaccinated and putting them willy-nilly in any town that they want without telling anybody and they're unvaccinated how in the world does that fly how does that square yeah meanwhile you have the cdc the cdc basically uh is now saying that it admits that it has no record of an unvaccinated person spreading covid after recovering from covid so if you're you're a covid if you are a covid survivor which is 99.9 percent of you which means that covid's not really killing that many people (laughs) um You know, not much different than the flu or walking across the street or whatever else. We don't wear a mask to walk across the street or for the flu. You know, it's just an unbelievable hoax, just like the Russian hoax. We're going to find out about what a hoax this is. I told you about the Ireland statistic, how the death toll, the total death rate in Ireland is no different in 2020 than it was in 2019. Square that. How do you figure that? So it's kind of crazy. But, you know, now the CDC is having to admit it. You know, that that, uh, and so they were trying to say that somehow if you're unvaccinated, you're a spreader. And if you're vaccinated, you're not spreading. No, you're just as much a spreader. The viral load is just as good in vaccinated people as it is in unvaccinated people. There's hardly any difference except for the fact that you don't really have antibodies. According to the Red Cross, unaccept, not accepting blood donations because the blood in un- vaccinated people lacks antibodies, so they don't want that blood for COVID patients because it's not going to help them. You know, people with COVID, they want to get blood sources that have antibodies in them. So that's an interesting thing. So... um we're going to get back to uh, this NBA thing. We want to listen to a clip. CNN is basically taking the lead on this, but here is this guy named Ennis Cantor. He's a Muslim, and he says, Stop the genocide now. NBA player Ennis Cantor is calling out the Chinese government government's alleged repression and torture of Uyghurs and other mostly Muslim groups. This. So let's take a listen. And uh, let's see, we we don't have our... Yeah, we do have our audio straightened out. Let's see. There is a
4: genocide happening right now. Right now, as I speak this message. Torture, rape, forced abortions, and sterilizations, family separations, arbitrary detentions, concentration camps, political re-education, forced labor. This is all happening right now to more than 1.8 million Uyghurs in the Xinjiang region in northern western China. Uyghurs are a Turkic Muslim ethnic group native to the Uyghur region. The Chinese government has been taking sweeping measures to crack down on the Uyghur people simply because they embrace their own religion, their own culture, language, history, and identity. The Uyghur region has become an open air prison, a surveillance state where freedoms are non existent for the Uyghur people. The Chinese government has sent Uyghurs along with Kazakhs, Tajiks, and other Muslim groups to concentration camps for simply applying for a passport, for texting someone overseas, or for believing in anything that does not align with the Chinese Communist Party's agenda. Anyone And everyone, athletes, doctors, poets, intellectuals, musicians, community leaders, you name it, are currently suffering inside these camps where the Chinese government is conducting unimaginable human rights abuses and crimes against humanity. All of us must spread the word and call on the Chinese government for free the Uyghur people. It is so disappointing that the governments and leaders of Muslim majority countries are staying silent while my Muslim brothers and sisters are getting killed, raped, and tortured. I'm talking about you, Pakistani Prime Minister Imran Khan, Saudi King Salman, United Arab Emirates Mohammed Bin Zayed, Iranian President Ebrahim Raisi. It's shameful and sad how you have decided to prioritize money and business with China over human rights. You call yourself Muslims, but you are just using that for show. You simply do not care about people. And this goes to fellow Muslim athletes as well. Why are you staying silent? Muhammad Salah, Kerim Abdul Jabbar, Amir Khan. Say something, do something, speak up. Your silence and your inaction is complicit. To those of you watching who care about human dignity, please join me in spreading the word. What is happening to the Uyghurs is one of the worst human rights abuses in the world today. We cannot stay silent. Heartless dictator of China, Xi Jinping, and the Communist Party of China, I'm calling you out right now in front of the whole world. Close down the slave labor camps and free the Uyghur people. Stop the genocide. Now,
2: So why do I think that's important? Why is that, why is that important to us? Why is that important? Uh, why am I airing that on the Scott Adams show? Because it seems to me like this is an issue between China and the Muslim world. Why? Well, in large part, it's because this presents a real wrinkle in the liberal agenda because the liberals have bowed to not only china but they've also bowed to the muslim community they pretty much control the muslim community like ilhan omar's is as radically left as you could possibly get what's going to be her position on this and you know president trump took the lead and basically said chinese china is a human rights abuser right and he said they got it they the, you know um they got to stand back when it comes to Taiwan. They got to get uh, out of the politics of Hong Kong. Uh, they got to step back when it comes to Hong Kong, and they have to step back when it comes to the Uyghurs. And so, when you think about it, this presents a real wrinkle for the NBA. This is an NBA, not a star, but he's a Muslim, and so the NBA is confused now as to what to do. And it's it's in fact even even more interesting that Christiane Amanpour and CNN are taking a lead on this. Let's take a listen to this.
5: So you say you do not mind about the money... This is money, Christiane Amanpour, as liberals against so what about the NBA? They must mind, right? Because now, as we know, the Houston Rockets um, official who talked about Hong Kong a couple of years ago, they pulled right. all NBA uh, from, from Chinese state television. And now Tencent, which is the streaming device has actually uh, pulled you know pulled pulled you all from the streaming device and that is a lot of money I think they pay let me just try and find this I think they pay mm-hmm. you know more than a billion dollars to to the NBA right. so what do you say about that I will
4: just tell you this I am for justice and freedom it doesn 't matter who it's for or against and uh, <laughs> I remember you know I have been talking about the old human rights violations and injustices happened in Turkey for 10 years, and I did not get one phone call. I talk about China, one day, every two hours, I was getting a, call, a phone call for every, once every two hours. Um, you know, I think too when- Sorry, two who are you ago, getting phone black...
5: calls from? Uh, is it from the NBA? Was... Ha- have they said anything? Because they haven't said anything publicly about you, as far I as will, I can gather. I
4: will tell, I will tell you a story. I remember uh, it was the first time, uh, it was our first, uh, first game, actually. Uh, it was in Madison Square Garden, and I wore a free Tibet shoes and went out there. I remember two, uh, right before the game, It was two guys from the NBA came up to me and said, you have to take your shoes off, we are begging you. And I was like, I'm sorry, what are you talking about? He said, you have to take those shoes off, we are being getting so many calls. And I was like, is there a rule? that I'm breaking by wearing the shoes. They said no. Then I was like, OK, I'm ready to get, if, you, if you're going to, look, I'm getting ready for my citizenship test. And I've been studying really hard. And there's 27 amendments. And my first amendment is the greatest amendment, is the freedom of speech. And I'm like, I know my rights. You cannot take my right away. You cannot take my uh, rights away from me. And I was like, I don't care if I get fined. I'm not going to take my shoes off. And they told me we are not talking about fine. we are talking about getting banned i'm like listen i don't care if you whoever is your boss is go tell them i'm ready to get banned if i'm if i'm breaking any rules tell me i'll be the first one to follow the rules but if i'm not breaking any rules i'll i'll take him off okay, obviously so- they came and apologized in a half time and they said uh, sorry but i was like i'm not breaking any rules so i'm gonna do what i'm doing
5: okay so do you think the nba therefore has come to a different kind of understanding of all of this because back uh, when the Houston Rockets uh, official yeah. Daryl Morey, you know, he tweeted. All he did was tweet in support of pro freedom yeah. and pro democracy protesters in Hong Kong, and the NBA didn't right. back uh, back Morey. Um, but but subsequently, in the intervening uh, time they have said the nba will not put itself in a position of regulating what players employees and team owners say or will not say on these issues we simply could not operate that way so 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 you must be satisfied with their stance
4: like let me just tell you this first nba made me do this because every time when one of the nba teams or one of the or, or the commissioner came out and speak. They say, we are encouraging our players to talk about whatever they want to talk about. We are giving the freedom to our players to talk about all the injustices happening around the world, all the you know, human rights abuse around the world. So they give me this right. They told me to do this, basically. But the other thing is, obviously, I, I sit down with uh, you know, people from the NBA. And I even sit down with Adam Silver and had a, a conversation. And I told them, Adam, listen. Am I breaking any rules? Because if I'm breaking any rules, please tell me I'll be the first one to follow every NBA rule because NBA gave me what I have, and I don't want to break any kind of rules that you guys have put on. He said, no, you're not breaking any rules. No. Well, I told him, is the, is the NBA against China? Is NBA and Adam Silver and the, all the organizations, you know, the, all the teams and owners, are, are they supporting N. S. Kanter? They're, he told me, yes, we are supporting you against China. So that is one. The second thing is, you know, I don't know how much that is true because, you know, if they were, if they were really supporting me, they would have put something out there. They would have say, you know, they would have put like some kind of statement or they would they would have put some kind of like, because I told Adam this too, our team games, you know, the Boston Celtics games are banned in China and this is, Unacceptable, just because of I talk about the human rights violations that happen over there. People think I, I do politics. I don't do politics. Okay. I do human rights. All right,
5: all right. So, so you, I just want to make sure you're not saying the NBA gave you the green light to say this stuff. You're just saying that their rules are.
2: So you see, it's it's very political. Yes. And uh, here's the thing. So you know, the reason why I brought up Black Lives Matter today was because the NBA. Supports Black Lives Matter like there's no tomorrow, yeah. and they're a thug group. We see what they're doing. They would prefer more crime, and more freedom to commit crime, as the Marxist groups that they are, uh, and the violent groups that they are. And yet, uh, at the same time, you know churches support Black Lives Matter. You know we see it in all these towns, these libraries. You know they think that they're somehow. I don't know what they, what, you know, they're, they're some sort of black struggle. Black Lives Matter doesn't represent black struggle at all. Most legitimate, fair minded black thinkers don't appreciate Black Lives Matter. But for some reason, uh, the NBA has adopted this because it means money for them. And again, it's because it supports the liberal agenda and what we've been saying for weeks and weeks. And this translates into access to slave labor markets and favorable treatment by the government. Uh, and so long as they endorse, you know, say the vaccine passports, corporations support that. In turn, they're going to get access to slave labor markets, whether it's imported as refugees or open border slave labor markets, conduits. Uh, we see that in the nursing industry. We see that in the um the gig economy industries. Uh, And you look at who sits on the board of many of these industries. They're either Fauci's friends in the medical industry or they're um, Obama's friends, like... Like a uh, Valerie Jarrett sits on the board of Lyft.
3: Yes, and you know, again, it's once again you have the elites in the positions of authority, while you have the people who are the elites criticizing the elites. So they're being uh, yeah. they're being hypocrites. Yeah. They're saying let's take care of the common man, but the reality is they're yeah, they're 15... only they're only throwing the common man some freebies, and they're just um, instilling all the positions of responsibility yeah. with people that are their uh, classmates.
2: Yeah, how do you square that fifteen dollar minimum? wage uh the the people that support this stupid idea about 15 dollar minimum wage for everybody in america which would you know result in unemployment which would result in automation of jobs uh and and joblessness um and more dependency on government uh they're the same people that are supporting slave labor yeah and that's what you know the thing is we gotta get our Congress back. We gotta get the Senate and the House back. Do you know if Manchin did flip yeah. if Manchin Joe Manchin did flip from to the Republican yeah. party which was being talked about? Yes. That would actually put Mitch McConnell, you know, back in the leadership role. Uh-huh. Not that we like Mitch McConnell. We can't stand Mitch McConnell, but yeah. um at least uh the Senate would then be able to block uh for, from a vote all the BS that's being passed through the House. Yeah. And it goes over to the Senate and gets put on the bottom of the list. So, you know, it can, the, the control that you have um, with the leadership in the Senate would shift. And that would be a major gift. You know, if, if, if uh, Joe Manchin truly wanted to get reelected, I think he would make that move. And he's making that calculation right now because did he do enough with yeah. all this blockade and standing up for against the Build Back Better agenda, standing up against it, uh, is that enough to sway the voters um, from electing a Republican uh, Senate? The sad news is I don't even know who the Senate candidate's going to be for. Uh, but they have a good governor. It used to be a Democrat, switched to be a Republican justice, uh, Governor Justice in, in West Virginia. Uh West Virginia went uh to Trump Trump won West Virginia by forty percent. Yeah. So you gotta figure that Manchin's calculating this right now. The sooner we can get back at least one chamber, because we're not gonna get back to the house, but the house is weak. The house is split by the squad. There's a separation of about six seats. The squad has about seven people in their in their squad. Yeah. And they control a lot of leverage. What they've done for themselves is they've empowered themselves, just like Lisa Murkowski and Susan Collins and Joe Manchin have done. They've become swing voters in the Senate, whether it's Republican or Democrat. uh, And that gives them a lot of power to which they yield none based on the population of their state and the power of their state. And the influence of their states, Maine, Alaska, and West Virginia, all three poor states, not necessarily poor, Maine's not necessarily poor, but uh, and Alaska might not even be, but they're, they're small populations, and they don't yield a lot of power unless they become swing voters. And that seems to be its an interesting phenomenon. But what's happening in the house with the squad is basically doing the same thing. You got yourself a little pack of 7. But if that 7 stands together through hell or high water, you know, and they stand together, they could change the outcome of every single vote in the house, which yields them a lot of power. What does power mean? Influence. What does influence get you? Money. Yep. A paycheck. Mhm. A lot of people pay that squad, a lot of money. To actually control the votes in the House, that's what they were shooting for all along. ocasio Cortez, Cortez, and and Rashid Talib, and and uh, yeah, Ayanna Presley, Presley, and Ilhan Omar. They're yeah, not stupid. A- they all are some of the richest, most influential people in this in the House. And they've only been in the House for a couple of years, but that's how it's done. That's how you get rich quick in the Senate. So I want to take a listen to what Jim Jordan has to say about the Build Back Better. Let's take a listen. A
0: certain pledge to middle class voters. Watch.
2: No matter what they tell you, you're going to find out. This will not affect your taxes one little bit and having to pay a penny more if you make less than $400,000 a year.
0: We knew that was a lie at the time, but now the Tax Policy Center is confirming this, reporting today that if Biden's Build Back Better plan is passed, roughly 20 to 30 percent of middle income households would pay more in taxes in 2022. Congressman, once again, uh, we find out they're just lying. And so God knows what's in this Build Back Better bill. I don't think anyone knows. They certainly don't know how much it's going to really cost.
2: Yeah. Joe Biden also told us that when you spend another two trillion dollars, it's not going to make inflation worse. We all know that was wrong. We knew for sure that there were tax increases on American families in this package, even though we haven't seen it, hasn't really been scored by CBO. We know that's the case. And of course, we also knew when Joe Biden told us a week ago that he really wasn't going to pay people who illegally came into our country four hundred fifty thousand dollars. We also knew that was true when he told us it wasn't. And, and I mean, the, the outrage from the people I, I've been all over our district today, the outrage from, from the citizens I get the privilege of representing is real because they have had it with this administration and with what Democrats have done in complete control of our government.
0: Two big mistakes uh, in hiring Trump-made staffing. Two big mistakes that, right now. Milley, <laughs> General Milley, and Jerome Powell at the Fed. Okay, both. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're dealing with the aftermath of both of those uh those individuals. Congressman, thank you.
2: Well, you know, Jim Jordan uh, would get my vote for the next Speaker of the House. Of course he would. He'd not so. be. It certainly wouldn't be um, uh, McCarthy. No. He's
3: been a little weak.
2: Who, who is, who is the, uh, Frank Luntz's roommate?
3: Yeah, right, right. And,
2: and you know, basically yields to uh, or accepts money from the big uh, tech companies. Uh, in the same pain, it says Kancha wrote, uh, Biden media cannot spin this inflation catastrophe. That's true. That's true. That's a headline. Night flights. Biden flies unaccompanied migrants from Texas to other states. Um, you know, Kamala Harris blasted for weird attempt at French accent. We talked about that yeah. yesterday. That's uh, crazy stuff. You know, it's going to be interesting to see Rittenhouse... Uh, they they closed uh, with the Rittenhouse thing they closed their cases yeah uh, they're going to have closing arguments on Monday Monday yeah but today they're going to be in session just without the jury the jury's off until Monday yeah um, but they're going to wrangle through a few, you know a bunch of rules as to how to go forward from here um, I do want to listen to President Trump while we still have time
3: yes let's do that
2: um, this is going to be great so this is setting the agenda for 2022, um, it's the highlights countdown to the majority remarks, and this is uh, this is good stuff. I stand before you. This this is uh, the National Republican Congressional Committee countdown to the majority dinner. This was uh, he said this all on November eighth, 2021. It just really came available on November tenth on Rumble. So here we go. We're we're going to go ahead and play. This is going to be about five minutes. It's going to be Donald Trump rallying the troops. By the way, it's clear to me that if Tim Scott said, I won't run if Trump runs, I believe that the uh, Republican leadership, particularly in the Senate, has basically determined that Trump is the heir apparent. Trump is the incumbent. Trump is basically, you know, like the incumbent, right? Yeah. And it would be political suicide to run against Trump. Absolutely. And so Trump is that powerful right now. His coattails, you know, where we saw in the recent election, like in Virginia and even in New Jersey, um, Biden and his administration and his corrupt team of bandits has zero coattails. Trump has. All the he has the golden coattails. I've never seen coattails like coattails on Trump. And I think
3: it, you're mixing metaphors again.
2: How so? No, <laughs> in this think, case, I don't think I'm doing it. I that.
3: don't think you have golden coattails, but, but but
2: well, I'm basically saying they're coattails of gold. Are ah. yeah, and the thing is, is that um, I've never seen stronger coattails. And and for those people who don't know what coattails are, you, you could explain Well, a it.
3: coattail would be like, you know, if, yeah, I actually saw something like this recently. When you see those, um, in a, like in an old movie. It goes movie, back to old days. Uh, old days where you see a man with a top hat and he has a long coat. Yes. Uh, the idea of riding on the coattails would be to be sitting on the coat. Um, I mean, not that anybody ever did this, but the the expression it became an idiomatic expression to sit on ride somebody's coattails, meaning whatever phys, whatever um, strength that they have in the community, you're benefiting from it.
2: Absolutely. So that's where that
3: expression took. That's but, right. You know, you're you're going on their back, <laughs> riding literally. on their wave. You're riding on their wave. You're yeah. literally st- sitting on their back.
2: Yep. And here we go. Let's listen to. Mr. Coattails, Donald Trump, <laughs> the, the, uh, the true president of the United States.
1: You this evening to say that if we do our jobs and if we stick together, we have to stick together. You have to stick together. And exactly one year from today, we are going to be watching a massive red wave sweep across our entire country. And we're going to be celebrating the election of the largest House Republican majority in American history. We have a real shot. out I say it with a heavy heart. No thank you. Goes to those in the House and Senate who voted for the Democrats' non-infrastructure bill. Also known as the Democrat presidential re-election bill. It's only 11 percent was infrastructure, by the way. 11 percent of that bill. Much of it's Green New Deal crap. Just like throwing money out the window. But you gave uh, Biden a victory as his poll numbers were falling off a cliff. The American people want us and need us to fight tooth and nail to stop the multi-trillion dollar socialist monstrosity the Democrats are racing to pass. So until that vote, there's only one goal. We must kill the bill, which will set the stage for a political earthquake next year one like we've never seen before to save our country the republican party must be the party that fights fiercely for economic interests of the american workers we're now the working people's party we will be tough on crime strong on borders the democrat party is a house of cards ready to come tumbling down the opportunities for a new house republican majority will truly be endless. You should pass a plan to make China pay trillions of dollars for unleashing the virus upon us and upon the world. You should pass new tariffs on foreign trade abusers to reassure our manufacturing and supply chains You see what's happening. You should insist that children be taught that biological sex is determined at birth. There are men and there are women. You should cut off all Justice Department, grant, all of these Justice Department grants to local district attorneys who refuse to prosecute shoplifters, murderers, other criminals, but are willing to spend millions and millions of dollars to prosecute Republicans who happen to be leading monumentally in all of the polls. Just as I did in my executive order last year, you should ban critical race theory. We did it. We did it in the military and all government. You should save America's suburbs from Biden's CRT-inspired housing agenda. You should force the Interior Department to build the National Garden of American Heroes that I announced in my speech at Mount Rushmore. You should stop all federal taxpayer dollars from going to big tech monopolies. I congratulate Kevin on his announcement that the House GOP will be introducing a Parents' Bill of Rights. That's so beautiful. That sound of that is so beautiful. And I hope it includes a right for any parent to opt out of the indoctrination and send their child to the public private charter or faith-based school of their choice. These are the kind of bold ideas House Republicans should run on and went on with their policies of open borders, defund the police, think of this, destroy the Second Amendment, no energy independence, no voter ID, high taxes, rampant crime throughout our cities like nobody's ever seen before. There are far more of us than there are of them. We need nationwide boycotts of companies that don't believe in Republicans and conservative principles. We're not going to buy their product if they're not going to buy our policy, if they're not going to respect us. We're not going to do it. Watch how quickly these companies will change if we do this, and we're going to boycott the media that doesn't treat us fairly. Voters are going to flock to the Republican Party in droves, and they have in the last few years. We've never seen anything expand like it. A party is a much bigger, stronger, and more powerful part. Because the truth is on our side, common sense is on our side, history is on our side. And most importantly, the heart and soul of the American people are on our side. So my message tonight is very simple. We must fight for America. We must win for America. We have no choice. And we must get out there, be proud, be courageous, make the arguments, surrender nothing, ask for every single vote to be counted, never give up, never give in, and never, ever back down. If Republicans do this, we are going to take back the House, we are going to take back the Senate, we are going to take back that beautiful, beautiful White House, and we are going to take back our country. Thank you. God bless you. And God bless America. Thank you very much.
2: Well, that was powerful, wasn't it, Oh, it was
3: absolutely powerful. And I have have two comments, one that's a larger comment and one that's a smaller one. In terms of the larger comment, I think this is a very successful communication because we haven't really – Heard that much, relatively speaking, from Donald Trump over the last few months. I know he's been in certain groups and uh, and in, you know and in Florida and other states, etc. But it hasn't been the constant drumbeat that we were getting for a while. Obviously, last year in the build up to the election, and then for months after the election, there's been uh, there's been a little less of him lately. So see, hearing him now, in a way, when we haven't heard as much, is 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 helpful, particularly when you see uh, the Biden administration administration falling apart like you know a house on the a house oh, of is. cards built on sand as we like to say and also his communication is very measured it's not like hogging the spotlight it's coming out at a time where we're clearly in an economic crisis regardless of the fact that in some states uh, unemployment is improving and there's been other things going on but when you see the inflation it's just another shoe that's going to drop and so having the Trump message it's a measured Trump message, a me, uh, it's very effective. Now, the minor point I wanted to make was when Trump made the comments about You know the infrastructure bill and how it only had about twelve percent infrastructure or eleven or twelve percent. He mentioned you know something about it's filled with Green New Deal stuff. Well, the the crazy thing about it is the squad, which is now six people, they didn't vote for the infrastructure bill, and you know why they didn't vote for it? It didn't have enough of the Green New Deal stuff. Right, right. They, 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 you know, and they were making a statement by not supporting uh, it. Well, without their votes,
2: it does not pass. And so, and there's and and the squad. It is
3: now six people, not four. So, yeah, it, yeah they've added Corey uh, Bush and one other person. Yeah, like name I say, they, they,
2: you know, I don't know what the um, disparity, I don't know what the separation is in terms of Republicans and Democrats, but they just need enough manpower, yeah, woman power, really. But um, they just need enough representatives. To basically, in solidarity, yeah. change every vote,
3: right? And when so, so six republic—excuse me—six Democrats opposed it, and I believe it was thirteen Republicans who supported it. Now it was technically a bipartisan bill, but yeah, the point see,
2: is, we need the, unity. We need unity.
3: But 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 the point in saying all this is, once again, the liberals when they get something they 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 don't take it; they just they keep grabbing and grabbing and wanting more, and the point is that you you eventually have to come to a middle ground once you're in government. Well, they're, they're just
2: so extreme, and you know the thing is, uh Paul Preston says it best, you know, I love what he always uses it He always talks with me about it. He's like like I told you <laughs> Paul Preston, he says you give them enough rope, they hang themselves. True. That's his, like that's the line I attribute that. I always think of Paul when I hear that line. He didn't invent that line, but he certainly uses it effectively. And it's so true is, you know, you you let some moron or some someone stupid, right? And you're like, okay, it's just a matter of time before they shoot themselves in the foot. Exactly. and And that's exactly what the Democrats are doing. It's like, okay, go ahead and do it your way. Yeah. See what America thinks of you then. Yeah. Because right? sure. you may have snowed them with your brochure, yeah, uh, and your pamphlet and uh, all the goodies, you know, like they were trying to sell um, the Internet agenda I forget what they used to call that. Uh, what was the name of that? Um, shoot. can't remember. but you know they would sell it, and it would look good on its face, but you know, the long-term agenda of that was going to be detrimental. And uh, to your freedoms, and we've already lost a lot of our internet freedoms as a result of things we've done with ICANN and and uh, Section Two Thirty, and you name it. But in any case, um, it it it's just there, you know. And that's what that, that's what's happening. That's why I don't think any algorithm, any voting machine that cheats, is going to be enough. They barely had enough to cheat Trump and how they got away with it you know is is really beyond me but the fight must be taken you know we have a lot of Christians that listen to this show Leonora and you know we often wrestle with the idea turn the other cheek or fight back and I think we've turned the other cheek and I think that's not a bad first choice but that's that's long been done now well, there's two, um,
3: there's two testaments. There's the Old Testament and the New Testament. The New Testament is turned the other cheek. The Old Testament is an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth.
2: Well, here we go with this biblical uh, reference. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any, me- by any means hurt you. Nothing And nothing by any by any means should hurt you. And that is Luke ten nineteen.
3: New Testament.
2: Yes. But, yeah, it's uh, time to uh, fight back.
3: Or you you need a combination. Out. Fighting back and also turning the other uh, cheek.
2: Well, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams show. My name's Scott Adams.
3: My name's Leonard Corvetta.
2: We'll see you all ne- uh, next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody.
3: Close enough now
1: to see this mess. Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper. They grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there